Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your hosts, Dan and Danny. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And we have uh, some very special guests with us. Yes, we do. Two. Two ladies with us. I know. I know. That's that's we get so lucky. (laughs) And they're in person. They're not on the phone. (laughs) That's right. Even better. I know. And we're back in the theater. That's right. We're on stage at the very Haunted Town Theater. We decided to come back to the theater. That means we had some live guests. Mm-hmm. We think they're live. We anyway. think they're live. <laughs> uh, you brought one and I brought one. That's right. right? <laughs> well, I brought Katie. Say hello, Katie. Hi, everyone. And? And I brought Rachel. There you go. Hi, guys. Um, Rachel found us, and I've known Rachel for a long time now as part of this theater group. You know everybody in this town. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we never knew that we were both interested in the paranormal. You didn't know that Rachel had powers. I didn't know. <laughs> right? Supernatural no. powers. And uh, just sitting here and talking, finding out that she's seen the same things that we have here at this theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spirits of the theater. The little yeah. boy, and apparently there's a dog there's running a dog, around here. Yeah, and yeah. I, I even picked up on the dog. Wow, but we, you heard the growling. Well, but we did have <laughs> uh, a growl that one time, and we thought it was something dark and sinister. Right. And it might be, but, mm-hmm. it, but might be, it might have been the dog, too. Annie, we had a dog in the play. That dog has died. Yes. Maybe. Can you describe I, the dog? Um, <laughs> I, I think if you looked at that photo. Rally? Yeah. It was Rally? It you, was. you think it's Rally? It is, yeah. Like he yeah. had such a good time at this play that this is a good memory for him to come back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course he. Can yep. wander anywhere he wanders he wants wherever to. he wants, but yeah, he, he noses here and there. He can go <laughs> pee on his ghostly fireside. <laughs> yes, definitely. Very cool. Now, Rachel, you know, you've kept this kind of quiet over the years, but uh, how did you actually know that you, you yes. had some abilities as far as psychic uh, <sighs> goes? Does it go back to childhood? or? Yeah. Um, so as a child, um, and I think any person that has any psychic or mediumship abilities, they will tell you that um, spirit likes to show themselves in a gentle way Um, because as a child you don't want to be scared so for me I had mice I had little mice that would come to me and and tell me things and um, help me so um, as I grew up like uh, those little mice kind of traveled with me um, helped me with my 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 childhood and in the house I lived with which um, was haunted so that kind of helped too but um, they helped me keep uh, myself from being scared. Um, then I had a bit of... Um, I didn't know Stuart Little was dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. The ghostly mice. All right. The ghostly mice. I had mice. And I think it, maybe if uh, different mediums were here, they could tell you what they had as a childhood. Like, it'd probably be something that was familiar Did and friendly. Did you hear friendly. what I had as a childhood? It wasn't a little mouse, I'll no, tell no. you that. <laughs> 
I missed this one. Yeah, what did that's you the first have? episode. You listened to Oh, that man. <laughs> i got to do some research <laughs> it now. Fun. But this was uh, something that you would accept. Is that right? Well, uh, as, a as a child, absolutely, because yeah. it wasn't scary. Did you I, tell your mom and dad about the little spirit Yeah, mice? and I think they thought it was just a imaginary, imaginary friends. friends. I think yeah. that's, they're like, oh, yeah, her imaginary friends are mice. Okay, that's fine. And um, so um, that was a childhood. And then adolescence, I didn't have my mice anymore. They, they left me, but I'd get dreams and I would get little messages or visions um, and then um, later on in adolescence um, I debunked the fi- the idea because somebody told me I was living in a dream world so I took that to heart I believe that all those things that were coming to me were um, my imagination and though the last probably five six seven years it's been coming back to me but it doesn't come to me of course like mice but it's people they I see them I hear them sometimes I smell them and yeah it just kind of goes from there <laughs> you know you had a friend that actually said smarten up and yes. accept it and yeah <laughs> the friend that says okay this is no longer a party game Rachel you need to snap out of this and realize you have something like let's mm-hmm. go with it and, and I I'm accepting that now. I'm coming out of that little mm. closet, they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd actually shown us some drawings that you've done as well. And you just kind of got back into that drawing. I did. And it actually it was in a play right. that got me going back to high school again, where I like to draw. And I didn't do that since high school until this play. And I started um, drawing for the play. And from that came... Uh, incident where I was with friends and I could see the spirit in the room and I thought okay well I'm gonna doodle I'm not doing anything anyhow so I'm just gonna doodle this spirit I see and I handed it to my friend and they looked at it and were shocked that it was their deceased grandmother mm-hmm. yeah and you just kind of picked that out of I just picked it out yeah in like to me, I, like I wasn't threatened by it by any means. It was just like, oh, here she is. Okay, well, I'm not doing anything. There right. you go. <laughs> and the interesting fact, and Rachel showed us some uh, pictures, but you showed us a picture of the drawing, and then the, they actually backed it up with the picture of the grandmother. Yeah, so it was confirmed, yeah. Love those validations. Oh, right? my goodness, did that ever make me feel good? <laughs> <laughs> right, and kind of makes you want to go on for more, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, explore more. There is a spirit behind you like about six feet behind you. And I just saw you look over there a minute ago, and I was like, oh, Katie's picking up on whoever's here. And, uh, yeah, so that will happen. Well, you know, because you're in here quite a bit. But, uh, Katie, if you see something or let you know, or feel anything, let us know. Sometimes the, uh, the drapes will move, and we'll hear footsteps uh, up on the catwalks up there. And yep. So that's all part of the, the Phantom Faction podcast, which is... Uh, Especially right. in here, which is cool. And listen for EVPs when you're... Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. You're listening at home. When I'm editing, I'm just like, what was that? <laughs> and playing it back to see if it was really something or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a technical glitch. or. Um, and, and I know with, with editing audio, uh, sometimes uh, you can go in and you can remove background noise, you know, so if there's a, uh, an air conditioner on or something and you can actually go in and, and define that area and then take it out of the whole thing, but it also affects the rest of the, the, the audio. So I don't like doing that too much. 
because of that happening. Or your dishwasher making <laughs> ghostly <laughs> cow sounds. Yeah. sounds. Yeah. yeah, sometimes when I'm listening, I mean, I have no idea where that uh, airline pilot came from. <laughs> oh, no, that, was, that was bizarre. <laughs> Definitely 4,000 feet. Yeah, okay. it was, we were on the stage. Yeah, we were right oh, here. So, All right. Do you have a visual of uh, no. the gentleman behind us? You Me. think it's a man? Yes, definitely. Yeah, it is a man. It is. But uh, no, he's not. I don't think he's there anymore. He kind of blipped out, and he'll, he'll be back. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Shoulder height, wavy hair, suspenders. Suspenders. <laughs> you're picking up on. Oh, yeah. You haven't even seen him yet. I haven't even seen him, but I got suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> so, he just blipped back in again. So. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I see them clear as day, and sometimes I, I know they're there but I don't see them. Or I'll just see a, f- a faint, faint outline. So, sir, <laughs> come on over and join us and tell us your name. Welcome. Speak into the microphone if you want. And Yeah, we'll pick you up in the editing. <laughs> we'll pick you up in the editing. Now, Katie, yes. you know, and we're going to go back and forth a lot between yep. the two of you and, and us. Uh, where did all the interest in the paranormal start with you? Because you do have some very cool gifts and abilities some that came naturally and some that you've developed over the years through courses and studies and other things so uh how about a little little insight little little insight um it honestly started uh like my significant interest in it started i should say when i was 18 when i had a really negative experience happen to me uh prior to that as a child like similar to you i had lots of stuff going on but I always kind of acknowledged that when you told adults they brushed it off so I just Mm. didn't talk about it right Um, but after this particularly negative experience I kind of was forced to really look at it and figure out a way to protect myself and can you tell us what the negative thing was or do you (laughs) don't want to no I'm comfortable to talk about it is it a mouse (laughs) <laughs> I wish. <laughs> An eight foot tall nose with red eyes. <laughs> yes, over over eight feet. Oh. Um, well. I was at uh, I was at a park at night with uh, a friend, and uh, we were we went there to talk about something. I'll just be frank. Like I went there to smoke weed. I knew <laughs> and we had not smoked weed yet, <laughs> essentially. Okay, so it hadn't started yet. <laughs> yeah, so we, and we did actually yeah. did not smoke right. at all that night. Um, but when we went there, we had picked out this spot. We we went to to get our stuff and go out there. And I got, we got under this tree and I was just like, oh, I have this really negative vibe. Like we have to leave. Like this is just weird. We have to go. I'm not comfortable. Let's get out of here. And we get in her car and we both kind of take this look over to the soccer field on our right. And we see this figure like somewhere in the realm of eight to 12 feet in height. And it moved the span of a soccer field in like a split second. Wow. And I said, did you see that? And she said, I saw that. And I said, let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Is there a river behind that There is a creek. Field? Yeah, a totally creek? a creek. Okay, because um, I'm picking up on <laughs> stuff now. <laughs> Something Is happened. there a, an old church there, too? If I'm thinking about the same... I can't speak to that. I don't okay. know the area well but enough. I, something um, about water. I got I got an image of uh, like a river or a creek or something while you were talking. So, neat. Sorry, keep going. No, no, it's okay. Suddenly your car would not start. Like headlights on and off, on and off. Windshield wipers, 
starting to move. Like your car won't turn on, but electrically all these strange things are happening. Uh, then I feel this presence in the back seat of the car and I was like, get us out of here right now. My phone in my purse at my feet in the passenger seat just starts ringing, alarms going off, just text, beep, 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 mm. ring, ring, nothing's happening. Like I look at my phone, there's no message, there's no alarm, nothing's going on. And suddenly I feel from under my seat, my ankles being grabbed. Whoa. And then she feels someone like kicking on the back of her seat. And I was like, put my hands on the dash. And I said, the car is gonna start now. She turns the car on, the car starts, we start driving away. All's hunky-dory, but except not, because we're freaking out. <laughs> um, we get a little further, and I'm like, it's still in the car with us. Like, we need to pull over, pull over. And I take a look at her, and there's shadows being cast over her face. And uh, in the this imagery that there's two X's over her eyes and a, a ring around her neck. And I'm like, okay, we need to get out of the car. Like, this something is really wrong sort of thing. And that's when I started having the sensation that I was like being strangled. Um, not, not so great. Uh, after a period, I was just, again, this like another proclamation. That's it, get lost, you're out of here, leave us alone, this is done. We got back in the car, all was seemingly normal. It went, seemed to go okay. We both felt the sensation that whatever had passed. The next day, uh, I had bruises on my ankles, she had bruises on her back, and I had lost my voice for two days, like, from being Whoa. strangled. So that was, like, the first experience when I was like, okay, this happened, I was sober, it happened with someone else, I can't, like, pretend anymore, I need to figure out how to protect myself, How much friggin' weed you just smoke after <laughs> <laughs> I went home that night, and I was, like... Baked. White, white, white as a ghost. My mom was just like, What's wrong with you? What has happened? Oh my God, honey, come here. You tell me everything. And I was just like, No, so I'm knew. not safe. I need to like. So your mom knew something was wrong? Oh, yeah. I was, I was the, like, I'm already alabaster pale, but yeah. I was beyond pale. Wow. So that didn't scare you off? Essentially, uh, after that, like some years later, like, I didn't scare me off. I was interested. I wanted to kind of dive more into the occult and figure out kind of what I could do uh, until I went to school to become an RMT. And then other types of things started happening to me in a different realm. And then it just really got my interest going, going gone kind of thing. Mm. Right. Now, is this something that maybe runs in the family as well? Is there any uh, history in the family of uh, psychics or... Paranormal happenings. My mom was adopted, so I'm not sure from her side and not a lot to speak of on my dad's side that I was ever told about. What about you, Rachel? Did you go back at it? Uh, yeah. Um, so I found out that my uh, great-grandmother was a fortune teller and would read tea leaves. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, wow. like my grand. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> tea leaves, too. Exactly. <laughs> this one, she's been great. I never met her, but I've, yep. I've heard the stories. Katie, I'm really interested in uh, at a real talent that, uh, that you have, and it's called astral projection. Can you tell us what astral projection is? Yeah, I'm no, I'm no real expert on it, but astral projection essentially is when your consciousness or your light body leaves your body like your physical body mm -hmm. and uh, you can use it to go other places on this planet you can 
leave the atmosphere and go to other celestial bodies or simply just transverse other planes or realms of existence. And how did you get into this? Um, it was from another one of my wild experiences, uh, <laughs> Mayan calendar and the winter solstice 2012. I had a, uh, an out-of-body experience, actually, while uh, sober, wide awake, not in meditation, not at home, not in my safe space, just like at a out-of-my-control, involuntary experience. Are you meditating? Are you, but like you just said that it just sort of happened. Um, so is that like when people kind of go into a daze? <laughs> are, are they leaving their bodies? What, what is the, the process of that? Um, it is far easier uh, if you're in a meditative state to do so. Um, mm -hmm. Also, like just particular times of natural flows of, of energy, like, like the solstice, like the equinox, uh, closer to the full moon, things like that. Um, but there have been times, and particularly with just like large energy shifts that happen, that it, it feels like involuntary, like I got to go home. I got to not be driving, I have to sit down, I don't want to be walking around because those are all times when it's again going to be out of my control and I need to get like to a like a safe seated position to do so. Is there a process like you you have to get yourself like is there a feeling that comes over you when when you're you're about to do it or you actually do it because uh, like there's I've heard that there's noises involved it, like it sounds like an airplane uh, the roar of an engine sometimes or like a tearing sound when your when your body actually or when your soul or your spirit leaps your body uh, I've heard of people saying the they envision themselves climbing a ladder or pull or climbing a rope is that something that you do or is it far easier or you just found out what works for <laughs> you and uh, there off you go. <laughs> there's no necessary technique that I use um, but there is a very specific sensation that I feel uh, before it's going to happen. When I, when I was younger, I used to use techniques like the ladder or uh, the rope, which all, like to be honest, were just not really su that successful for me, period. But the very specific sensation when I know that I've reached that uh, like auspicious state of being that it's going to really easily happen is when I start to feel pre like significant pressures uh, behind my eyes, in my ears, um, in my jaw, and that it actually like the the sensation is I need to open my mouth mm. when I have that sensation then I know okay I'm going to astral travel or I can either stop this from happening or I better go and meditate now because then I'm in a more comfortable way to do it right is there a time limit to uh, astral projection like can you do it for 30 seconds or 30 minutes or three hours you know are there any rules applied to it uh, <laughs> I've never tried to clock such a thing but it's uh, does, does time even like is, is time a thing when you're uh, a, when another you're good question something that I've never really hmm. tried like attempted to monitor in any way but there have been times when I do have like significant difficulty coming back uh, so uh, in the past, I used to use like a grounding stone, like a, a smoky quartz or like a Herkimer diamond just to like draw me back more easily. So you're actually leaving your body and you can go, where do you go? Where do I go? Where, where, do, you, where do you want <laughs> where to go? Where have you gone? Where have I gone? <laughs> Is it your choice? 
is what I'm saying. Yeah, sort of like lucid dreaming. You initially, so if you, everyone's like dreamt in their life sometime for most of your life, maybe that you are not lucid while you're dreaming and you just simply have this experience until you realize that you can assert conscious control over the experience. And then that is when you, you start to assert control over it. Now versus then, <laughs> in the past, I used to like, I had a, a book and I'm trying to think of the title of the book. I think it's like a hundred places for a journey of the spirit or something. And I would just go to these sacred sites and just spend time at these sacred sites. Then I kind of wanted to use it from like almost a remote viewing perspective. I wanted to, to see certain things. I wanted to go to my house and find something like things like that. Uh, that were kind of safe and easy because at first I didn't talk to anyone about it. It wasn't like, oh, mm -hmm. best friend Billy, I'm going to go to your house and you like hide something and I'm going <laughs> to find it, right? Um, and for a while, I I did a little bit of like space travel, mm -hmm. um, but now it's more all very specifically realm travel. Right. Do you ever see other people when you're astrally projecting? Yeah. So. It's actually far easier for me at night uh, to travel, and um, I will. I have had travel experiences where I meet an ex-lover, or I meet uh, my next lover, or things like that, and they will kind of just liken it to, "I had a dream about you," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, did X Y Z happen?" And they're like, "Oh." Yes, that's, that happened. Oh, that's, cool. that's an interesting yeah. rendezvous. Yeah, and they but they liken it to a dream, and they think it's a dream where I know that we both just traveled to have that experience together. Right. So dreams are very much related to astral projection travel. Very much so. And when you go to different locations, sorry, um, <laughs> do you just think about the place you want to go to and you're there or do you actually like fly like Superman across well, <laughs> with a cape know. and everything no. oh, yeah. Cape. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of both actually like yeah. uh, it's like if you said oh I'd love to see Hawaii yeah I don't fly there? from here to Hawaii <laughs> right. but like I appear there and then there's a period of like this floating sensation or arriving at sensation and you see people like if you were astrally projecting this room, yeah. you would see the three of us. Presuming hear you're us here at yeah. that time, yeah. then yeah. Hmm. Uh, now, sometimes, you... but it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to measure because I don't. I haven't necessarily sought out a lot of experiences like that where I'm. Like, Have you ever had anyone, like who wasn't astrally projecting, notice you, like as a, um, like you would appear like as, as a spirit or. No, I've had the reverse, though. I've caught people astral projecting on me, oh. and I tell them to leave. Get out of my shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll not get into that end of it. Oh, jeez. That's another kind of podcast, I guess. What I kind of understand is that the soul never sleeps. So when we physically are sleeping, we're always astral traveling. We're always in a different realm. Either we go you know, to a different, like, a realm, or we're going to, to speak to our higher selves or, or our, our guides. Or Do you agree with that, or is that, is that, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious if, because that, that's kind of. It is kinda, a cool topic. It, I mean, we could, yeah. we could we, have, yeah. like, we could talk about this all night. Yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I believe that all dream state is just another, like, form of existence or form 
of uh, conscious happening. That's just, yeah. we don't necessarily acknowledge it like that. And um, uh, most people don't spend the majority of their dream time in a lucid state. And that's unfortunate too. I've just recently heard, I was listen- listening to another podcast and the guys were talking about... Um, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> it was the belief hole. Oh, okay. good guys. <laughs> and uh, one of them was talking about where he had a uh, an out-of-body experience. And he said prior to that, he was having like lucid, lucid, vivid dreams, like for quite a long time. And he believed that that was like a, a, a sign that he was going to have a out-of-body experience. And for the past couple months, I've been having crazy, vivid dreams, like it's like watching a movie like there's so much detail and you know interaction and all this stuff and I keep thinking you know and I wake up exhausted sometimes because I'm running around and I'm jumping mm-hmm. and you know driving and doing this and that and I'm like man I wish I could just have a night where I don't dream right because <laughs> I need some rest mm-hmm. but and I'm almost I almost tend to think you know like you know based on what you just said that maybe there's something else going on and I'm in some other form of uh, yep. reality. Yep. And that's why I'm running around and not getting a restful sleep. And and maybe uh, it's, I don't know, maybe it's going to lead up to something like um, I'm going to finally be able to astrally project. Because as I told you earlier in the <laughs> car, it's like on my bucket list. It's like one of the top things yeah. I, I've always wanted to do. And I have tried <laughs> and tried and tried. And I watch all these YouTube videos and they're like, oh, you'll learn to astral project in 15 minutes. You know, and I'm like, it never happens. You know, and the, you know, the ladder technique and the climbing the rope and all this other stuff. And, and I'm ready. <laughs> you know, and they say yeah. you, you really have to want to do it. I'm like, you know, nobody wants to do it any more than I do. <laughs> but uh, I think I got close once. And I, it almost felt like I, like my eyes were closed. It almost felt like the ceiling was, like, right in my face. And I, I might have kind of spooked myself. <laughs> and I was right back, you know, in yeah. the bed. And it didn't happen. But I have remote viewed before, which is awesome. totally different. Is it different? Yes, because <laughs> I'm con- like I can talk to you, uh-huh. or I can text John when we were doing our thing, and we could go back and forth. And I was my subconscious or whatever was still at the location, uh-huh. like when we were moving spirits. Right, right. And Michelle De Roche, who's been on the show a couple times, that's what she does. You know, when she's clearing homes of you know uh-huh. the growlies, she calls. Right, she calls them, <laughs> and uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll be texting her, and and she's like, oh yeah, we're at the house now, and. Yep. You know, you've got this big shadow guy, and you've got this reptilian-looking thing, and this creepy other, and you're like, okay, you know, yeah. get rid of them, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I guess you can relate to, you know, when you're in a deep sleep and having a dream, and uh, then you're woken up, but you're not feeling like you're, <laughs> you're there. Um, I've had where I've had actually either the voice of my father or uh, grandmother or something yell my name to get me to snap back into my body. Mm-hmm. And I've heard other people say they, they hear their names get called quite a bit yeah. when they're trying to and do that. And it's almost sometimes in a, in a dream where, y- you know, you're getting to the state where you might be getting a little too far into something that maybe you shouldn't be. 
Certainly. And then the name gets yelled, Danny. You know, and then it's like, boom, you snap into it, and then it's like, what's going on, you know? Because I think you do have to be careful mm-hmm. yeah. when you're astrally projecting or remote viewing. And Michelle DeRoche has told me, she says, oh, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You should ask your spirit guides to watch over your physical mm-hmm. self, that sort of thing, you know, and... And tether yourself. And tether yourself. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you hear about the... the uh, the silver string that's connected mm-hmm. right. to your astral form. You use the form. Uh, the gems, the stones. Is that what you yeah. said? No longer, but for yeah. a period of time, I did certainly. And if you're and Dan, if you are able to remote view, you're like a hop, skip, and a jump to astral travel. Like for sure, mm-hmm. keep at it. My best advice is like meditate, meditate, meditate. I can't <laughs> meditate to save my life, though. My mind is, like, always thinking about something, and I got a song going, or I'm thinking about whatever. And, yeah, it's but, meditate, uh, not medicate. <laughs> yes. Uh, then, then, maybe I should medicate. That's medicate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps, perhaps a guided meditation, then, is better for you than a clear your mind, I want to be empty of everything meditation, mm. because there isn't one style of meditation, really, to go... Without, you have to go within first, and that's, like, the biggest key to astral travel. If you can't go within and you aren't capable of doing that, it is really difficult to leave your body, Mm -hmm. and particularly in a safe way. Rachel, when we were talking earlier, before we were recording, you were talking about uh, a haunted church that is now a home. Yeah. And you were telling us about some... uh, some scary stories and some cool stories out of that place. Yeah. And we know our listeners love the uh, <laughs> the scary ghost stories. And we'll get back to Katie as well because apparently she's got some doozies. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, <laughs> and you got attacked. I did. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this particular home, um, again, like I said, it, it used to be a church. So the um, the church had you know the lady that would organize everything and um can conduct whatever need to go on you know the, the almost like the, the the church lady she ran the church <laughs> she, the minister. she owned the church she's the powerhouse yes right. with her little white gloves and everything she liked to she likes to scare people that uh, are new to uh visiting that church and uh, how she would do it is um hide in the bathroom Course, the she's long deceased, so she is a ghost. Yeah, 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 she's gone. She, but you wouldn't know it at that moment when you're trying to uh, do your business. Do your business. <laughs> and literally scare the pee out of you. Uh, well, but you're, you're most vulnerable when you're in the bathroom, right? <laughs> Probably the best place to be. But yeah, it, yeah, she, uh, she wasn't a very nice lady. Um, so on this particular evening that I got attacked, um, we're all just sitting around um, chit-chatting like we always do, and uh, everybody's doing their little thing, and everybody's looking at me, and they're like, are you okay, Rach? And I'm like, ah, I couldn't even say anything. I'm just sitting there and staring at everybody in there. They, they knew something was up, and I finally got the words out of me to say, I need help. <laughs> and it was almost like she took away my voice, mm-hmm. um, took everything like my feelings away I couldn't move I was just stiff in the chair and uh, I'm sitting there uh, unable to do anything until I was say I need help and so the girls all 
team together and they're like, it's okay, just breathe and breathe. And and so they uh, finally got me out of my seat and moved me to a different spot. Were they aware of the spirit in the They in were the quite place? aware, okay. yes, yeah. So they're all... Like us. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so then I moved to a, a different chair and um, as I'm, I'm sitting there trying to like recollect my thoughts, I can actually feel like somebody's strangling me. And... It, it, it's it was very overpowering and um i'm just again i'm frozen sitting in this new chair now and i can feel the the fingers on on me and the friend of mine that's sitting beside me she understood what was going on and, and she just kept going just tell her to leave you alone so i'm trying my hardest to tell her to leave me alone and and eventually she did she finally left and that was the end of her bothering me but it was quite some time before I left the church and went home like it was a 30-minute drive to home and then sometime and when I went home I was telling my husband what happened and I said can you check out my neck because like honestly she strangled me and it feels like there's still mm -hmm. something there I have a picture that shows you could see yeah, we saw a handprint right the fingerprints yeah and mm -hmm. it's For the it, finger marks sorry. it's just yeah. yeah proof of how strong she was, but uh, yeah, scary. Yet is, is she still in this home? No, we we got rid of her. You got rid of her. We and got how, rid of her. And uh, what was the technique? Um, uh, we have a friend that um, can drum spirits out. Like literally drum. Drum. Like Neil Peart. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like no. Well, like a shamanic type yes. of uh, uh, indigenous kind, yes. kind of drumming. Yes. Beat cool. the drum out of her. Beat the drum out of this part. And where do you think she is now? Do you think she moved on into the light or she's outside the church? Outside going, let me back in. Really? Why do you think she was so upset, like so oh, miserable? Well, I think she, uh, well, faith-driven, she thought that uh, what we were doing, which wasn't anything, just sitting around being spiritual, was not acceptable in the church culture. Right. Mm. Demonic, yeah. is what they, yes. they believe. Or, yeah. She yeah. came to, like... But funny how she didn't go into the light. No. And, you know... She's still see, here. See, like, what, see what was beyond... Exactly. Or, you know, or actually put her faith to the real test. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there would have been a quick, complete change in her if she did. But mm -hmm. yeah, cause the thing that kept getting in my mind was, you're not supposed to be here doing what you're doing. Do you know her name? Don't say it if you do. I do, okay. but yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Dan's going to go into name mode. Name <laughs> mode. <laughs> well, you know what? There's those validations that I like, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. So. Over to you, uh, Katie. You being able to, to go where you want to go. So where do you want to go? You know, is it that sort of thing? Or is it like there's something calling me to where I need to go? generally something calling me to where I need to go and I kind of as I stated before I'm less uh, interested in longitudes and latitudes at this point as I am in times mm -hmm. realms will you get a hint on where to go what I'm saying is uh, we always talk about there's no such thing as coincidences so something flashes into your mind or to help you guide to go to the right location or is it numbers, latitude, longitude, or? Yeah, with in the past when I specifically was trying to go to places on, on Earth, yeah, like numbers, like longitude, latitude, places that I desired uh, to go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, th- those were like the most prevalent things that came up. Um, and this, like, with this whole, it, like, uh, I'm insinuating and kind of segueing into different times and different realms. I feel like that's a whole other discussion, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that that is kind of more sure. where uh, my current leanings and desires are to be. Now, when you're astrally projecting, and we'll talk about on Earth, yeah. like saying, you know, say you want to go to Australia, Antarctica, <laughs> wherever, how clear are the things that you're seeing? Like clear as, as we're looking at you right now, or are things like a bit cloudy, or is there... Is it like a peripheral type of view, or or, you, or is it like watching a movie? Yeah, um, I, I feel like with anyone with any gift, like there are certain times it's stronger, and there are certain times that it's weaker. So sometimes it's like utterly vivid, like I'm right there, and other times there's uh, the for, uh, only analogy that's coming to mind, which is like the worst analogy to use, is a veil. Like there's a veil, right? Kind of over reality, but mm-hmm. in that context, like symbolically the veil has really lifted but you you (laughs) can hear sounds like um sometimes yeah like if there's cars going by you can hear the cars or people talking that kind of thing sometimes Mm. yes sometimes no Hmm. we talked about this earlier before we started recording when you go to these places and i always wondered this is like uh, people that can astrally project or even remote view so these people aren't spirits but you show up at these places your soul is there or your spirit is there. So are some spirits actually living people that have actually projected? Like, can you cause chaos (laughs) where you go? Um, Could you kick Danny in the shins? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You knock a pen off the table. Can you... I I have not tried really to influence matter around me. Mm -hmm. And I, from my experience of like seeing spirits and seeing someone who's projected, they're it's like uh, it's, it's just a different impression they're making on reality. It's just a different sensation is all. Right. You're on a different vibration, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so yeah. The, the, so the, I could be in the same room and not see you at all or not feel you or yeah. but, but Most people do to. not see someone who's traveled into the room. Right. Like some... Some people that I know that are more sensitive, they can at least sense the sensation of somebody being there. But oftentimes when I when that's happened to me, like in a group setting, nobody else really can acknowledge that someone's there. We have to try some experiments, I think. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. down for that, yeah, for sure. that would be really cool. <laughs> well, it's like, as I was mentioning at uh, dinner there, that I've been watching that Hellier. Mm. And uh, I really want to try some, some of the experiments that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the ghost box. But, so <sighs> that we're gonna. so cool. Yeah. We're going to hook Rachel up. And Katie's got some. Uh, oh, yeah? yeah? She's seeing the spirits floating around in there. <laughs> you know. um, anything, Rachel, that, I mean, you've sensed a dog here. <laughs> you've sensed the little boy. Mm-hmm. That right? we've seen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, we've, we've got the a, a gentleman male, with the suspenders. The, the suspenders. <laughs> Adam, I think his name might be. Now, you've been in a number of plays here and everything like that. Was there anything else that you uh, had sensed? or? Yeah, there's a lady that likes to walk around in a white dress. Does she sing? I would think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you know who she is? Oh, uh, when we did the uh, original investigation here. And oh, that's right. We heard the singing. The singing uh, lady. Operatic. She was practicing, I guess. But mm. 
yeah, we could hear the singing, and yet it did not come out. We could, both uh, another guy that was in our group, plus myself, we could hear this very clearly, yet the recordings did not pick it up. To sit there and go, you know, the other guy goes, did you hear that? And I'm like, what did you hear? Because I was hearing singing, but I didn't want to say anything. I'm new at this, right? And then he goes, the singing, the lady's singing, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, right? Validation, <laughs> right? It just kind of makes you. But, you know, it just sounded like she was warming up. In, uh, so you heard the disembodied voice of the singing, but it didn't pick up on the recorders. It didn't pick up on the recorders because mm. we were so eager to listen to the recorders. And when we did the uh, Laura Center for the Arts, yeah, we, it we, picked up we right. got the woman singing. Yeah. And, but we couldn't hear it with our own ears. Right. And she was she sang for quite a while. Yeah. You know, and it was only guys there for the short period because our our uh, mm-hmm. chaperone had left and gone home. So yeah. She wasn't there, and we got this lady singing away. Yeah. And uh, it was really. Sometimes neat. it comes out on the recorders just fine when we were in Guelph. You know. Yeah. Oh. That voice come through nice and clear. Oh yeah. She told us to stop what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> to listen to her. No, it was a, it was a no. man. Yeah. And we were on the top floor of the the governor's residence in Guelph, and uh, we were all taking a bit of a break in this little common area. Mm-hmm. And from the corner, we heard a man, disembodied voice, go, "Stop! Stop! Whatever you're doing, stop that!" And we all just like <laughs> put the brakes on. We were like, "What the hell was we that?" We all heard it. And, and I ran over to the corner because there was an office there, and that was, uh, I forget her name. She was our chaperone, right? And I opened her door, and she's looking at me, like, horrified. And she's like, I heard that. (laughs) And I'm like, you're not playing any music in here? And she's like, no. She says, but I heard that man's voice right outside my door. And we were like, oh, that's so cool. Like, for all uh, of us to turn and look in the same direction where it came from. And we all got it on our recorders. Yeah, and and he played it back. It was was neat. That place is pretty cool. We had a lot of very profound experiences yeah in that place yeah so yeah and it is funny and i know tony uh in ship there he'll he'll tell you that you could have two recorders side by side sometimes and one will pick it up but the other won't it's just you know why that happens very bizarre yeah it's like they're manipulating it or yeah. Well, I want him to hear it, but I don't want you to hear it. And I know that's yeah. his recorder, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. At one point, they handed me the ghost box, and I just started walking around with it. And I come up, and there's a, oh, there's a picture on the wall <laughs> of hilarious. these guys. They were all, like, you know, standing around a railway yard or something. And it was, like, was from a bunch the of 19... Yeah, you know, they had their you know their weird hats on, slided sideways, <laughs> and they're in their overalls. And, and I've got the ghost box with me, and it's just making noise, going, you know. And, and then I just said... Uh, you know, hello type of thing. Uh, I said, are you one of the guys in this picture, right? And just clear as day out of the ghost box, it goes, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy's like, yo. <laughs> it's like, well, pardon me for asking the question. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. I love it. Yeah. It so, was cool. There's Lots also the, the guy from the cell. Oh, yeah, you were mentioning that. In this yeah. building. You're yeah. This yeah. Is, I think he was whole, locked please. up for, uh, you know, being intoxicated. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were just pretty well holding cells down there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah it's not a jail. No, it's but, just... you know, <laughs> some of these guys, it, it's sort of like the old TV show, um, Andy Griffith Barney there. Barney Miller you, you or always had, You always had that drunk in the cell that oh, would come yeah. in and stay the night, you know, like yeah. he was just going to. He uh, had his own key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let himself <laughs> out in the morning. I was sitting here feeling a little woozy for a minute. I'm like, oh, 
yeah, yeah. he's back again <laughs> take it off me take it off me but yeah 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 and then what they did was the old cells down there uh, were taken out okay. and they they did some construction where they widened the washrooms and everything like that so um so that probably riled things up a little bit as well our drunk doesn't know where to go anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah beings with with your talents do you do you feel spirits um normally and stuff as well like, well you're definitely seeing them because you're reacting yeah. to the same ones that we are <laughs> yeah um so my ability is kind of in that realm they just do what they want <laughs> so whether it be mm-hmm. like clairvoyance clairsentience uh clairaudience like i don't really get to pick mm-hmm. what it's going to be and what's i'm sure it's not uh olfaction to smell. It's funny you bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you bring that up because I just, when I was doing some research, I just, I saw a whole list of each sense and uh, how it is. Well, Tony's very clear audience. Yes. Because he hears stuff all the time that we don't. I get the odors sometimes. I get the odors as well. The cigar sometimes or the perfume of of people or... Or the poop. Or the poop, poop. yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. That was the governor's residence too. Something didn't want us in that room and he was, he (laughs) let us know for sure or it let us know because I think it was something pretty, pretty dark. Yeah. So... Yeah, that room just went ice cold on us. 20 degrees. You could almost see your breath. Yeah, wow. it was exciting for me because that was the first time. You know, you see all the TV shows, and it's like, oh, the temperature just yeah, dropped. Yeah, feel this. Get yeah. over here, right? And I've never felt that before until I was in that. But then we should have gone back in. We should have, yeah. The temperature, but we were like, no, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. Something doesn't. But when, as soon there. as we walked out of that room, you just smelled these feces or something. It was just yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I thought it was Dan. You <laughs> thought it was me. <laughs> it was something. It's pretty concerning if you both believed that it could have been the other well <laughs> if it had been there, it would have been quite a mess <laughs> it stunk. Oh. katie you're from the guelph area you've been there all your life uh, mostly born and raised there left for a little bit but returned right yeah. so guelph area is uh again a lot of limestone um got a, a river rivers. running you through it a couple of rivers there yeah. yeah a great big church oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a very beautiful uh, town and uh and that so um lots of ghost stories too yeah mm-hmm. you've got you've got some stories we've heard yeah one of the like a more popular known like spirit in guelph is at the albion hotel like oh, on the third floor and i actually lived across from the albion hotel it's right near the big church a year and right. Half. yes right by the church right which is why i lived there because i'm was mm-hmm. obsessed with being closer to that ley line uh oh, for okay. spiritual purposes there's a whole new subject again yeah. <laughs> we didn't get into. But go ahead, um, sorry. Yeah. And I would, like, routinely open my, my front door, and it literally faced the Albion Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I would see the little girl up in the window, the second window from the right. Like, Jeez. every time that I looked at that at that building, that was just kind of a, a normal spirit thing. In there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what is the story behind the Albion? Do we know? I I don't. I've heard so many people talk about the Albion Hotel. hotel. It's only like three stories, maybe. I think. Yeah, Yeah, it's. I think that's it. And there is folklore about Al Capone staying there when he was in the Guelph area doing his uh, rum running and during the Prohibition days. And there are tunnels underneath the Albion that go over to the church, which is across the street, and uh, 
Apparently the nuns <laughs> used to sneak through the tunnels over to the Albion to have a, a pop, a wobbly pop. The yeah, Albion. These, these tunnels, uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'd love to get in there. You know, and, and I know mm-hmm. I know some teams have been able to do uh, paranormal investigations at the Albion. You know, it took them a lot of coaxing and pulling of teeth to get in there. And I'd love to uh, love to know what they found. Yeah. Because you hear a lot about, uh, you know, the ghost stories in there. And yeah. I guess you've, I didn't know about the little girl and just until now. Yeah. But uh, that's very cool. I wonder if it's a little girl or something posing as a little girl. Mm. I don't tr- <laughs> like, we don't trust those little kid spirits too much. So. so have you been in these tunnels? Yeah, no comment on that one. But I have, I have uh, stood at the opening to some of the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of kind of nefarious kind of conspiracy mm-hmm. sort of... You thought uh, there might have been some satanic cult stuff going on down there back in the day or or to this day right yeah mm. yeah you should remote view one of those uh, ceremonies see what you <laughs> pick up on oh that would be fun <laughs> now wouldn't it yeah. <laughs> right into a room where everyone can see you <laughs> yeah no kidding for protection what do you what do you have for protection do you pray do you what do you use um a lot of different things uh prayer um like you had suggested, uh, crystals, mm-hmm. um, some, well, I'll just be frank, like some uh, rituals from like a hermetic order that really aren't intended to be shared with people mm-hmm. who aren't uh, familiar or part of that. Um, what else? I'd, Do you have I, a sage? Yeah, you sage, yeah. And, sage and uh, hydrosol. Okay. Um, things like that but ultimately i my biggest uh weapon is uh, like my own state of being mm-hmm. um it's kind of transmuting your frequency to that of love like that is love and light that like the strongest force that that exists here right and um that you're going to be the most safe right when you when you truly embody that right so that's like that's uh, decades in the making <laughs> to, yep, to exactly. be, and it, it's ever evolving, right? It's never going to change, but that's the biggest thing that's kept me safe. And the other like tidbit with that is the the more you get into lower frequency or lower vibration or more base emotions like fear, you are going to jolt back to your body. Rachel, you you're I'm going to say you're <laughs> fairly new at this, but you're not. You're opening up more to to it, but. Uh... Come out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yes. a closet. What about you? Do you uh, do you use a protection of some kind? That uh... yeah, I, I ground myself uh, through meditation. Right. Yeah. Um, sage, Palo Santos, um, stones. But yeah, I just mostly it's yeah the meditation that I find is the best force, and then right. you just ask your your team to protect you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, yeah. the uh, the whole love yeah. and light. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The love and light, the belief yeah. in yourself, and uh, yeah. yeah. It's something that we don't do often enough, too. <laughs> you know, it's true. I forget about it, and I sometimes think that there's something that blocks me. Sometimes something, you know, dark that says, "Well, you know, I'm like when I try to." Uh, there's a technique I learned when I was a kid. If you listen to the pod, first podcast, you'll hear my story, <laughs> and the psychic. Uh, medium that uh, cleared our house. She told. She taught me how to quote unquote close my doors. 
And I found out later on in life it was my chakras. And it was like closing two books, like one above my head, one in front of my face, and then doors at different chakra points and like covering myself in a garbage bag and, and tying it up at the bottom. Because that's like, it's like covering, protecting yourself, right? And there will be times where I'll do it now and I'll get halfway through and then my mind goes somewhere else. <laughs> and, I'll be like, and it'll take me ten times. And I think it's almost like something doesn't want me to do it. Right. You know, and it's like, will you frig off, you know? I'm trying yeah. to do my whim-wham, my protective whim-wham here, <laughs> and it's not working. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll think that I did it, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, did I do it? You know, and you start second-guess yourself. Yeah. And the only way I know that I've done it and I've done it properly is you actually feel better. <laughs> you feel lighter. Yep. Um, it's a weird sensation. Like something washes over you and you're like, oh. You know that feels really good because I've had I've told people how to do it and they've done it and they go oh that that feels really weird like you know I feel great now mm-hmm. you know but it's something you you're supposed to do all the time right right you're supposed to, uh, she told me to do it in the morning when I woke up and before I went to bed right and you know up up until I was 21 but now I'll do it every once in a while and I only do it when I go to bed mm-hmm. right but I guess it's almost a grounding technique mm-hmm. as well yeah. so. Yeah. But, you know, like if, if anybody's listening mm-hmm. and if they're feeling, you know, like not feeling the best or just feel that, you know, things aren't going the greatest, try a grounding technique. Yeah. You know, you can, you can uh, go on the Internet and, and there's tons of uh, really good grounding techniques. But it's also the, also the intention yeah. behind it, right? If you believe it'll work for you, then it will. Yeah. So. I know with me, uh, I have a half-hour drive to work every day half hour drive home and a lot of times that's where I sort of protect myself or you know uh, talk to the spirits or whatever just to you know uh, even land the way there it's just sort of I want to have a good day so you know I'm pumping myself up type of thing and um, and also asking for protection right and then on the way home if I've had a good day you know and most of the time I do I, I can't complain um, but you know it's just sort of like thank you for that and uh, you know and carry it on to into the evening type of thing and uh, that just sort of makes me feel so much uh, lighter and uh, you know have good days so uh, but I I often feel that when I didn't do that uh, sometimes there was just a heaviness on me and, mm-hmm. and most times and and uh, I think I was just reaching out to my spirit guides I was reaching out to you know um, you know what can we do how you know it's and if there was a situation and, and I'll send that out to everybody but a, a situation where you just don't know how to get out of give it to them let them handle it mm-hmm. and uh, that seemed to work for me anyway so yeah and there's been a lot of times too where we've gone to do investigations mm-hmm. and we don't protect ourselves or we don't ground ourselves or you know and of course you get home and there's something floating around in the family room you're like oh like you know (laughs) yeah get out of here (laughs) go back to wherever we were but i you know it's not always dark no sometimes they're just checking you out and you're like oh this guy can see me and or this guy can sense me and maybe i'll try and get my message across to him but right and then they they realize they can't and they (laughs) they take off right so. Well, I think with, with both of you, um, and the stuff that you've experienced, it didn't make you run away, scream, and hide 
and never go there again. But it made you want to research a little bit more or uh, take it to the next level. Yeah, there? because there's a lot of other <laughs> things you're involved in as yeah. well, and spiritual yeah. teachings and learnings. And <laughs> you, know, you were telling me a little bit on the car ride down, and so if you want to share any of those. I'm going to kind of speak to a little bit of the work that I'm doing with this group. Um, mm-hmm. I am a co-founder of something called the Crone's Nest. Uh, it's a group in Guelph, a, like a sisterhood, and we're committed to generating space and, and dialogue surrounding the, the topic of the divine feminine rising. And, and part of why that's like relevant why that's relevant is it's for me it's uh it's a calling it's really stepping into my purpose and a lot of it like um we're talking about the spiritual protection like a lot of what people feel aren't like just really like they aren't necessarily their feelings people are very open and receptive and often don't close themselves down and don't dismiss that energy um and it can kind of lead us astray and make uh, kind of choices of our own free will that aren't necessarily really focused on exactly um, what we want because we're just in a different vibe that doesn't like truly resonate uh, our calling or where kind of where we're going. Um, and that really, sorry, is sidetracked to the whole crow's nest ideas is kind of I'm trying to mm-hmm. kind of bring them together for, for understanding. But um, the biggest thing that... Uh, that has created for me is just a like a personal healing space and a healing space for others, right? Um, so yeah, a lot of it is uh, inner child work and inner realm work. So when we go back to that astral travel concept, a lot of uh, there are places to travel within as well as without is kind of what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. Shifts, current current shifts that are happening mm-hmm. um we were talking about that earlier too. globally yeah yeah oh, i was saying mm-hmm. that a lot of psychic mediums that i've talked to uh feel that the veil mm-hmm. has is either gone completely or it's like the thinnest it's ever been like these awakenings that are coming and yeah. the ascensions that people are going to be on and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are seeing a lot of odd things that they never used to see like uh michelle de roche was telling me how there's like the shadow people mm-hmm. everywhere now. Yeah. And uh, like she's getting calls after calls and emails, you know, from people who are saying like, what's going on in my home? Like I'm seeing things and, and like all the, like the uh, reports of UFOs going through the roof, yeah. like, like uh, certain yeah. parts of Canada, yep. uh, the States, uh, South America, people are seeing things all the time now. Yep. Like there's some spots in, uh, I believe Arizona, where people like will take tours out. They say, if you don't see a UFO, you get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? Because it's no. so it's so it happens so often. It's so prevalent. And like, look at all the uh, like all the the sightings people are having of Bigfoot. Yeah, right now. There's been so many stuff on the internet. Like it's yeah. crazy, you know. Absolutely. And uh, cryptids and other weird creatures and like these birds, like these huge pterodactyl-like birds that people are seeing and mm-hmm. and the Mothman and, you know, and I don't think, you know, I mean, a lot of people are ignoring it or like mainstream media ignores it because they don't want to get laughed at or whatever. But if you do some digging and you follow other, mm-hmm. you know, uh, quote unquote media sites and stuff, it's not all 
you know, yep. nonsense. No. There's something going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, for sure. Uh, who knows? I mean, even the, the the U.S. Navy, the Air Force, are releasing videos of wow. of UFOs yeah. where where their fighter jets are following these weird <laughs> craft, and these things are like, you know, just overtaking them by, mm-hmm. you know, they can't even catch them. Yeah. Right. And just all this crazy stuff going on, and spirits and ghosts, and yep. and uh, I don't know, something going on. Yep. <laughs> but and. Uh, the best way I can describe some of the shifts that happened lately mm-hmm. are uh, provides the sensation as if you are on ayahuasca, ayahuasca. when you were not. <laughs> What's uh, that? Have you heard of DMT? I have. Like the spirit molecule concept, and not from like the synthetic drug perspective, like right. ayahuasca being like a, a Amazonian like tea that's brewed as a plant medicine. Right? Okay. Uh, that takes your mind to. Uh, Different mm-hmm. places, does it? Yeah. Like an absinthe or a, <laughs> a peyote kind of thing? or Yeah, in a way. Sort of cla- like classified in the psychedelic realm, but also not at the same at the same time. Where do you buy this stuff? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, from the guy who's never smoked a joint in his life. Yeah. So, where do you no, this stuff? no comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got your number. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that is the, like a significant sensation, and that's part of what I what I was talking about earlier. When one of these uh, more recent shifts happened, like like a few days ago, we're talking. Um, yeah, the, just the immediate sensation that I needed to sit down and meditate immediately because I was going to leave my body, no no choice kind of thing. And wow. uh, the the veils lifting, the shifts that are happening wow. are significant. But they, it it is a, it's a time where we're really being called to to rise and to step into our power. So much that you're <laughs> into. You need to write a book. We bet. Rachel, you, you've had an out-of-body experience, haven't you? Didn't you say? Yeah, can you, uh, can you tell us about that? You don't have a choice. Tell yeah, us. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've... A little surreal, was it? You're trying yes, to, yeah, you know, put it into it words. It, um, it, it wasn't this realm, that's for sure. I was in a very unique, different realm that is definitely out of this world. <laughs> um, I just remember the key part, like I, it was almost like gathering with friends from many, many Lifetime, years. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and it, oh, it was so, it was so surreal. Um, but the biggest thing too, that I knew I was actual traveling was when I came back because it, it almost was like an earthquake to me because I hit so hard back into myself that it was shook everything. I thought I woke the house up, you know, wow. just how quickly you came back to it. But yeah, it was just. How long do you think you were gone? If it, it felt like a movie. Really? Like, really. It just kept going on and on like you're just watching a movie and then bam, you're back. And were you interacting yeah. with other people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just carrying on. It was like. The carrying on an everyday conversation, living a normal day, but it was just... Were you in a, a structure, a building, or were you outside? Or no, it was... It was like, you said it was a different dimension. Different kind of dimension. Like, like, um, did you see anything that didn't look human? No, but no? the landscape was an earth. Really? Yeah. Like, there was many moons. 
Oh, there wow. was like dark sky with scar with stars instead of stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Darn. Yeah, it was, it was really the ground was sounds like you've been there. A different color. <laughs> she knows what she's talking yeah. about. I know she's nodding her head. Like, she's like, she's like I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Rookie, you're in mine. She says. <laughs> <Yeah>. None of that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it was it was it was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm dying to do it. You know, it, it Soon, must right? Be, it's yeah. got to be the, 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 you know, the most surreal mm-hmm. but very real experience <laughs> you could ever have. But it was calming. Yeah. Yeah. It was so and how calming. long ago was this? Oh, geez. Um, honestly, I think it was in the fall. Oh, so it wasn't that long ago. No, not that particular one, no. Oh, oh so there's been other ones. Uh, yeah. That one was the best, though. That really? That was the best, yeah. Mm, no. Did you attempt to do this? No. It just no. kind of happened? Yep. You were laying on the couch or in bed or? Yeah, I was laying in bed. Okay. Yeah. Were you getting ready for bed or were you just kind of being lazy? And just being lazy. Nice. Yeah. One day, Dan. One yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. It'll just happen. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up uh, this episode and i got to thank both you ladies. This is, is great. You're certainly welcome back here. Yeah, anytime. we have to have both of them back. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, there's so much more that we can dive into. Katie's holding out. I can tell. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew what Rachel's holding out on. Oh, there you go. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. Thank you very much. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.